Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 72 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with two-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team again. Kev, how's it going? What's going on, everyone? And this is Air Max Day. So first of all, happy Air Max Day to everyone. So we have a special panel episode that we're releasing today. So we brought back three former guests who are big Air Max collectors. So we have John. Heads ain't ready. John, how's it going? Going on. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Appreciate you coming back on with us. John, who was last week's guest, actually, uh, he's going to be back for this panel. So Sean, welcome back. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me back. And we have Pete, PDDom23 on Instagram. So uh, Pete was a guest of ours, I think, almost a year ago, actually. So, so welcome back, Pete. Yeah, it was a fast year. What's up, guys? <laughs> we appreciate you all jumping on with us. So we're going to do a little bit of a panel episode here. So we're just going to have uh, some good Air Max debate. And hopefully while you guys are driving to some Air Max event or meeting up with some fellow Air Max heads, you can are taking a listen to this while you're on your way. So Kev, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, you know, it's an honor to have you guys back. Love to hear, you know, what you guys, your thoughts on sneakers in general. But uh, yeah, this being specifically Air Max Day, happy Air Max Day to everybody. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, kick it off first off with if we can go around the table and find out what your favorite Air Max model is. And in that model, maybe like there's a specific colorway if if there is one. So we'll start off. uh, Yeah, why don't we just start off with John? Okay, this one easy for me. Air Max One. I'm going to go Varsity Blue. And what makes this one a little particular for me is because, you know, we have a lot of debate about the banana toes, different (laughs) banana shapes, and uh, the anniversaries. I'm actually not a fan of. Don't like the colors. A little too vibrant for me. And I really, really, I've talked about this before. I really, really hate how the toe box doesn't have that sort of firmness. The toe cap actually will dent. So I'm going to take it back all the way to 09. The 2012 blues, I feel like are pretty banana-y. The 2009s are pretty good. So I'm going to stick with these. And uh, when they die, when the when the soles or the bubbles go, I'm going to keep them and uh, send them to Konotsky again. So uh, <laughs> not, not just Air Max 1 blues, but specifically going back to 09. Nice, nice. I love it. Sean, what about you? As much as I am a collector of different sort of Air Maxes, one of the, I guess this is what I should have mentioned in the last episode when you guys asked me what my grail was. Mm-hmm. I actually came across, and coming across my size is very rare, but I actually came across Dave White uh, Air Max 90, which is, in my opinion, one of, and we can circle back to this because this is what I want to kind of bring to the table. If you guys have been following Sneaker Freakers, not Round Robin, but uh, the tourney sort of sneaker thing that's going on right now of uh, who's going to win the battle. Yeah, the what pack, pack right? Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So I think it's one of those packs that is highly underrated. But 90s, I have maybe, I don't want to say, it's probably like, well, I don't know how many pairs I have, but the colorway is dope. The artist uh, is also crazy. And when actual artists were making collaborations um i think dave white's definitely put it i don't want to say nike back on the map but i think it gave artists more of a expose and more of a platform 
which I appreciated. So uh, material-wise, detail-wise, everything about the shoe is bang on. So I would say that's probably my favorite or one of my favorite Air Maxes, I guess. Yeah, super dope. Yeah, yeah that's the, it's got like, um, almost looks like a neon 95 kind of colorway, right? Like with the, yeah. the that hits in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it paid homage to the Air Max 95, hence the, well, on the 90s, it's a, a black midsole with the neon hits. When it came down to the laces, it was rope laces and things of that nature. I think it was, uh, I think it was the 10th anniversary and size was the one who actually had size. that sort of, yeah, um, size. yeah, yeah contract yeah. with them. And so mm-hmm. since Dave White's a UK artist, he kind of, I want to say, to be entirely honest, that puts size on the map. That, that pure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that pack, that pack alone, right. like the Air okay. Max 1. Yeah, because they had the Air Max 1, they had a, a 90, a, a 90. They had a stab. Seven. They had a, yeah. Stab, yes, 90, yeah. They had a bunch of stuff, but yeah, 97. I think there was also a, an Air Max Lite, but yeah, that one pack put size literally on the map. Yeah, because size got, you have tons of uh, size uh, Air Maxes. Yeah. I've seen your collection. I've seen Faraz's, like you guys blow me away with that but yeah definitely that i guess that neon pack whatever they're calling it was a super super dope colorway man i mean i'm a huge fan of the their max 95 neon so yeah you know anything with that colorway is always uh always catches my eye pete but how about you man what's uh what's your favorite air max model that's a good segue i mean that david white i mean to round it out probably i mean the air max 95 it's probably the model that i have least of of, of all the air maxes but yeah that that neon is just like i've had 2004s i've had 99s that crumbled on me I would hope for like a, a Kanazi or someone in the U.S. to restore them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just going on about crumbled pairs. I mean, Lightnings, you know, the, the Michigan pair. I mean, my Atmos, I can't wear anymore. It was like a like the first Air Max like kind of day, Air Max month. I wore all of them in like a succession in one week, all crumbled. By oh, shit. Air Max day. So, yeah, I got my wares out of them, but I mean, owned, you know, for the entire duration. So, you know, I was hoping they would last longer, but, you know. But yeah, I mean, that. Air Max 95 is just something about the the silhouette, the comfort, you know, even like the smallish bubble pairs like 2008, you know, with the fresh waters, the, you know, Max Oranges. I mean, they're still still dope to me. Yeah, no, I, I remember the 95 was one of those pairs that was the first one that I bought with my own money. And I just remember getting them and it was different. And people were just like, yo, what is that sneaker, man? And it's like, oh, I'm these Air Max 95s. And it just seemed so ahead of its time. I remember when I had those, I was like working at McDonald's, I saved my money and then I got that pair and it was just like, I felt so cool because I mean, nobody else had them and everyone was like checking for Jordans and stuff like that. But that was like, I just remember the 95 Neons just being that pair that's like, that pop of neon was crazy. So yeah, anything with like that type of colorway always, uh, you know, it always brings me back for sure. Yeah, but there's so many like different iterations. I mean, you can have the white gradient, you know, to the from the grapes to the infrared style solar reds to the classic like slate colorway. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many way different ways you can you can put out that shoe. I mean, I don't even have an idea of that just because you know my mind goes like crazy. <laughs> even too too many of them, but I mean, I never end up buying them. But the ninety five. Actually, I haven't, I haven't even tried. I haven't even tried doing an ID. Uh, for Air Max 95s, like what are the panels that you can ID for and, those? Yeah, I mean, from the first ones, like I, I know that they they stuck with the gradient, like that neon gradient kind of thing. But then if you add like the Pendleton, Pendleton, yeah, there was a lot of like crazy ones that I just never like, you know, actually like pull the trigger on. I got like so many in the in the stack, yeah. or like 
what in I the mean, bank, yeah. Yeah, never, never pull the trigger. I have like, you know, 50 to one, almost like, you know, Air Max 1s, Air Max 90s to 95s. But I mean, I, I, for some reason, I love 95s. Yeah, dope. I mean, I, I'm a fan of all of the all of the pairs, obviously, like, I've seen your guys' collection and just in general, you know, like 90s classic. Air Max 1, of course, like, is probably my favorite model of all time. Um, What's your pick, Kev? What's your pick? <laughs> oh, you know what? I wasn't even prepared for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, what's your pick? In my collection, my favorite Air Max is probably going to be the Atmos uh, Air Max one. It was just, uh, yeah, just a combination of that jade colored swoosh with, with elephant print. And then just, you know, simplicity of black and white for the other panels. Just kind of like when I saw that pair, I was just in awe. And I remember seeing that, you know, when it released in, in 07. I was just like, what is a sneaker? And, you know, I never, I never got that shoe, but over the years, it just, the more that I couldn't have it, the more that I wanted it. And it was just, yeah, just a combination of that colorway. But uh, I mean, aside from, from that, it was probably, I'll probably have to say the anniversary red, just because it was the first Air Max I really like was able to see in person, not my own though. Like uh, my cousin had that pair and I just, Everything about that sneaker, just like from the air bubble to just the shape of it and that red, it, it was like, I don't know, it, it just kind of set it off for me, for, for my love for Air Maxes. So in terms of model, it's going to be Air Max 1, but in terms of colorway, it's probably going to have to be the Atmos one. So that's mine. How about you, Trev? It's either the 90 or the 1, I but I like them for different reasons. I like the 1 because I feel like they're a dressier shoot. Like they can be dressier, let's put it that way, <laughs> yeah. like then the 90, just I think the 90s look more like a running shoe. The ones transition into more of like a casual shoe. That's just kind of how I see it. The funny story that I have is that before I picked up my first pair of infrareds and my anniversary red Air Max 1s, I was trying to get other Air Maxes that were close, but not quite. So as an example, I had two different pairs of the Air Max 1 anniversary before I actually got the original pair. An Ultra More pair that had a 3M where the red is. And then I got the Air Max Day pair, which is an ultra pair as well, but it's got the 326 on the tongue. And then I finally got the anniversary pair. The infrared 90s are my beater shoe, like at the front door. So I'm going to say 90s. And the infrared colorway is definitely my favorite. However, close second goes to those laser blues as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, classics, obviously, right? So, and I, you know, I just love that there are things like uh, collabs now, like there's shops, you know, all across the world that have Air Max collabs now. So it's obviously a timeless model or model um, like a lineage, right? So it's great for us Air Max collectors or Air Max lovers that we can have these pairs come up, you know, retro and, and come up with different colorways, new new iterations on that, on those models, which we all love, right? But, uh, you know, we're doing this episode because it's Air Max day and it was never a thing. Like when we were, you know, when we were collecting and growing up, like, it was never a, a, a sneaker uh, holiday, right? Like, I guess all, we can call it a sneaker holiday. But, uh, you know, they introduced Air Max Day in 2014. And I remember that Air Max 1 with the Volt midsole. And then it came in like a packaging of like a, a like an airbag or something like that. Like, I, I know you guys all remember that. And I just remember seeing that and thinking like, what the fuck is Air Max Day? Like, you know, like, where did this come from? I, I, I never heard of it before. And then they just kind of introduced it and I didn't really know what was behind it. But, you know, what are you guys thoughts on Nike introducing Air Max Day in 2014? Like, was this just a gimmick? Like, what were your thoughts at the time when you heard about Air Max Day? Well, we all know why 
they introduce it, right? It's the same reason why Valentine's exists and all the sort of made up <laughs> holidays, right? You got a, the card industry, the chocolate industry, or whatever, candy industry, or whatever. So I think we know why they made it up. But I think the cool part about Air Max Day is the sneaker community took it over, right? We've had a couple quiet years, especially with the pandemic. Some years they don't release much. This year it seems like they're picking it up in terms of releases. I think we always gauge it by how many, what's being released. If it's a good year, you know, you yes. go back to the first couple of years, there was a lot going on. We had a lot going on here in Toronto. So it felt like they did a lot. But I think what was cool when it was quiet years is that people still did it. People posting on Instagram, people are doing meetups, people are maybe not meetups in the last couple of years, although we managed to pull one off you know, do things and get the community going, contests, whatever, countdowns, all sorts of stuff. So I think that's what's been cool. And I think maybe Nike didn't think of that, although, you know, they are the marketing machine. So I hope they thought that the community was going to keep it going and to be sort of a viral or whatever you want to call it thing. But I, I think that's what's cool because, you know, some of us don't want to want to deal with the releases. Some of us happy with what we have. Some people, you know, are full in every day wearing an Air Max, someday wearing two pairs. So I think it's something for everyone, but it's cool to see uh, that the community is carrying it on regardless of what, what's releasing. Yeah, good point, Sean. Anyone else thoughts uh, on, on Air Max? Uh, yeah, I, um, I think everyone knows, especially in, in the North American market growing up, every day is Jordan Day. Every day, basketball, shoe day. You know what I mean? Like, so... I guess Nike was smart enough to say, you know what, like, let's pay homage to one of our most innovative, let's not say one of our most innovative, the most innovative thing that Nike's ever done. I mean, you see Air Max units or you see like air units in after they're like the what the Jordan uh, twos, like, and then, or yeah, right. Yeah, so Jordan yeah. threes, fours. Yeah. And so, Right when they figured out, okay, you know what, like we can probably incorporate this in basketball shoes, running shoes, like the, what's it called? Cleats or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. it, it's one of those things where the technology evolved along with the sports and they incorporated it into different sort of sporting sort of shoes and, and things of that nature. So I think Nike was smart in sort of celebrating Air Max Day or even the air technology in general, just because it's it's one of those things that everyone that's worked in retail, I know Trev and I know Pete, you said that you worked at Finish Line. I worked at Nike shop. John, I don't know if you worked in retail, did you? Like, Nope, I haven't. And Kev, you said you were at McDonald's, right? I worked at McDonald's. I, I did work at Boathouse uh, for okay. a couple of years, but not nothing like nothing like Nike or, or Athletes World or Foot Locker or anything like that, like you guys. Right. And so I think the thing was, is that like, I think a lot of us know that when it comes to the popularity of shoes in the North American market, running shoes always got overshadowed by ball shoes, right? So a lot of our running shoes, like even though there were cool Air Maxes, a lot of them probably were a bit more readily available and sat on the shelf a little bit longer than a Jordan, right? Or um, like a Delta Force or whatever the case is, right? So I remember I got an HOA Nike uh, infrared because my homie uh, in Detroit, big ups to Doug, he used to run, I think like a finish line or like uh, something in, in Detroit, I forget. And I was in university and I basically didn't have any money. I was working four jobs. It was kind of crazy. I ended up picking up a pair from a back rack 
clearance rack for 35 or nine. I got discount on it. So I got like, I got them for 29 bucks. Um, and there were Air Max 90. This is, so the Powerwall pack, if you look at the very top of the sort of the entire pack, it released uh, at the very top of the very the pack are, yeah, are basically the um, history of air. And then it goes into the Powerwall pack. So like mm -hmm. all around like, 05, 06-ish, it'll start with like the OG or whatever retros, and then it'll go into the Powerwall pack, right? If you look into actual sort of visual, but yeah, running shoes always got overshadowed, especially in the North American market. So, I mean, it's it's good that Nike is sort of paying homage to air technology altogether, because it was one of those, if you're talking footwear, aside from like waffle pattern or like things of that nature, it's one of the most innovative things that ever hit the footwear industry, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember when I saw the, like I said, when I first saw the air unit, I was blown away. So, and I know we've, we've all discussed this before, probably even on our episodes. Uh, and then, you know, I think I've discussed it on, on when I was on John's episode too, that air unit was just like, uh, you know, it was mind blowing. But yeah, P, what about you? Like your thoughts on just Air Max Day and, and the creation of this holiday that Nike's done? Well, like John said, I mean, Valentine's Day, but I mean, they keep up coming up with days like National Pizza Day, National <laughs> Spider-Man Day, something like that. Like you know, Air Max Day, why not? But yeah, I mean, maybe they kind of stumbled into like the popularity of it. I mean, Air Maxes are kind of a, I don't want to say a niche, but I mean, like some people are only Air Max collectors or like, I mean, I'm going back like almost 20 years now, but like Nike Talk, there was Team AM fam. I mean, I always watched them, I never joined them, but. Like there was a whole like application process. I want to get into it, but riding the popularity, like like Air Maxes. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts of like Air Max Day? Does that include just runners? Does that you know all the trainer maxes, the basketball right. maxes, yeah. the, you know that kind of thing? It's just like like I was saying, well, they kind yeah. of like stumbled into pop air popularity, like introducing a new model, introducing new colorways to the model, re-releasing retros. It's just like I think they don't know what they they came up with. Like it, it kind of like blew up for them like through, throughout the year it's not just like air max month anymore it's like they have like these like celebrations of air max re-releasing the bacons you know you know yeah. no matter all the quality issues or like your favorites the air the atmos mm -hmm. yeah like they did like a vote back for that yeah like these different things sort of just catapult this event right i yeah and, and just kind of going back to when it first happened even like when i first saw that anniversary red with the volt bit soul i was thinking like why did they change it? Like, you know, I look at it now and I mean, I own that shoe now and, you know, it's one of the dopest pairs that I own too. I love that Volt midsole, but I just remember seeing it at first thing like, why did they just use the original one? But that kind of like what is what Nike used Air Max Day was to sort of reintroduce old pairs, but then, you know, put a spin on it, have a new direction, introduce new models like, you know, the Air Max Zero or the 720s or, you know, 270s, you know, these are all models that had never existed before. And then, you know, Nike kind of used Air Max Day to catapult these in part of their celebration, right? So, and and to your point too, like they re-released Grail pairs, like Bacons. Like I remember last year, everyone was like, oh, you know, Bacons are coming back. And even the year before that, it was rumored to be released and everyone was going nuts and then it never happened. And then when it happened on Air Max Day last year, I just remember like the chat group that John and I and Trevor are in, everyone was after the bacons like oh well everyone was just like where are the bacons dropping who's gonna get the bacons how many get these you know like those types of things i feel like air max day was something that nike used to help propel those types of grail releases 
So, I mean, yeah, they really capitalized on it. Like Tinker Hatfield, I mean, obviously known the greatest Jordan designer, but I mean, his redheaded stepchild, you know, to make a point, like was the Air Max 87, the Air Max 1. And it's probably the most, more innovative than the Jordan 3. I mean, just to keep going back to that well, like his designs, his sketches, you know, all the different pairs that he's released, you know, based on his designs. I mean, it's kind of like genius the way they've kind of piggybacked, you know, him, you know, being the the pioneer of that. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Like you look back and Tinker, the man is a genius, obviously, like for people that that appreciate sneakers and stuff and, and Jordans and Air Maxes, you're right. You look back at his sketches, you look back at his designs and, you know, he was so far ahead of his time that I never would have thought when I was a kid, I would still be collecting Air Maxes to this day, right? From that. I wanted to mention a couple cool things that I think at the beginning, the first year, maybe it was when they did the Masters of Air. I really liked that. And I don't know if they did it any other years where they did the collectors. So I, I hope they do more of that. I love hearing, seeing the, the kind of profiling of collectors and seeing their collections and stuff like that. Anytime anyone does that, I, I think it is, it's cool. Obviously they can't do everyone, but, and they also did, I'm not sure if it was that first year, but they did like a give air, give fresh air, like a give back thing. Yes. I know yeah. livestock did it and uh, went downtown, dropped off some pairs with my kids and they gave us some like free tote bags and stuff. So it was cool to, you know, just get the giving back and kind of that community atmosphere. Like, you know, again, it's not about like always copying the hottest release of Air Max month. But, you know, the storytelling community aspect and, and that one, whenever they can get a charitable initiative, I'm not sure if that was, I think that was driven by Nike. I, I assume it was, but, uh, you know, also on a local level, it's always good to uh, to do it. And no cool installations. So, you know, there's always, well, not always, but so, some years there's been some really good installations, not not just the big parties, but just, you know, in-store mm-hmm. stuff. No, that's a good point. And, and, and Air Max, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Nike, they did definitely capitalize on, implementing those types of installations events like you said giving back to the community and those types of things but i remember you know just things like the air max bus you remember that the air max bus when that was rolling around and that kind of implemented that sort of that event type of feel but also you know you were you were given a chance to sort of you know turn this gumball machine thing or whatever and then you know you would you'd get this little gumball thing or whatever and you would either have a pit in there or there was a chance to win like an Air Max grail, right? So there was, uh, I guess some people could have won Amsterdam's or Cherrywoods or whatever. Like there was all these crazy grails that were in there. But, you know, it's kind of like a combination of both where they had the event of the Air Max bus thing. But, you know, I liked when Nike did things like that. And I don't know, like Pete like Pete said, it kind of like declined a little bit now. Like they, they're not really doing so much. John also mentioned, you know, Air Max Day is almost judged based on, you know, the releases now. Like, was it a good year because there was this many releases or this, you know, these came out that year, right? But, you know, going back to those grails and re-releases, you know, do you like that Nike's using this to sort of re-release grails? Or, you know, as collectors, I know you guys have some pairs that, you know, maybe you might not want to see the light of day again because, you know, kind of lessens the, the value or, you know, the specialness of your particular pair, but you know, they've obviously used that to re-release Bacon's Atmos, right? Like some of these uh, real pairs. So what are your thoughts on them doing that using Air Max Day for that type of stuff? Well, personally me, I don't want to say I was livid per se. Well, borderline livid. So, cause the thing is, is this, and maybe I don't mean to be arrogant. I don't mean to be an asshole. 
but Kev, you brought up the Air Max One Atmos. So in 07, I got them not knowing the reputation it would kind of grow or have. I just got pairs because I thought they were dope, just like all of us do. But now they're very sort of sought after. So when they retroed those along with the Jordan pack one, I was upset because it was one of those pairs that were in my pack or in my collection that one, not too many people knew of and that were kind of looking for them. Two, I felt like they sort of, whenever Nike does those re-release collabs, I feel like it sort of not tarnishes and depreciates its integrity per se, but now when they re-release it, it's more, I want to say everyone's sort of second chance or first chance to, to sort of get that sort of uh, opportunity. And now I, I guess that's making me come across kind of like an asshole and I don't mean to sound like that, but my personal take is I think much like today's TV industry, I don't want to say Nike is running out of ideas, but Nike's so smart, man. Like it, it, they, they have the blueprint to everything. So years down the line, if they want to retro something else, like look at Jordan, I'm not knocking any Jordan sort of collector or whatever the case is, but, but they're smart. You have the template, you have whatever the mock-up or not even the mock-up, like the template, and you can run off of that template in different colorways and just retro, retro, retro. It's just printing money at this point. Do you know what I mean? So when it comes to like collaborations being reissued, my personal opinion is leave it alone. Same thing that goes when it came to the power walls, when the lemonades dropped. Power walls were one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay $1,300 Canadian for a pair of whatever lemonades uh, in the power wall pack. I'm one of those people that at all costs, I would try to get the original as opposed to having something super retro that's been retro like various times. But I have to say those, those power walls, when those got dropped in the different three different colorways, yeah. it was very deflating when people are like, oh yeah, like the medial is cracking. But yeah, no, it's uh, those power walls. Like it was kind of deflating to see the quality of it. And I think everyone can kind of attest to like the quality of Nike's, a lot of Nike shoes have been declining, but mm. yeah, I mean, going back to the whole reissue of a collab, I say leave it alone, but that's just me personally, but yeah. But, but that's good, Sean, if the re retro is bad quality, because then people with the OGs can mm -hmm. stay and say, see, you guys don't have what I have, yeah. right? It's when they make the retro better or the same. That's the problem. I know. I know. Sometimes I have that problem because I have a few OG Jordans. It's like, ah, no, it's not the same. Like, go yeah. ahead, and I don't mind because I know it's not going to be the same, and nothing ever is the same. But then, you know, I think everyone with the original still has that feeling. You know, no matter what, it's kind of like, ah, like leave it alone, Nike. I want to be. I mean, that's what it's. That's what it, part of sneaker collecting is, right? To have something. That someone else doesn't have and and people would i think it's different when you don't have the pair you know i didn't have the bacons mm -hmm. so i wanted them and i was actually looking for a used pair of the old ones maybe to swap or to do something with and i got a couple bids canceled i don't know what happened i thought i had a pair i thought i wasn't going to get to i was wasn't going to have to buy the new pair because you know when a new pair comes out some people try and get rid of the old pairs because they say hey, you know i'm happy with the retro but obviously not everyone is in that 
but you know, I, I was really happy with them despite having to search through pairs that were B grade type and, and pen marks. <laughs> I, I got my pairs and I'm super happy, but I never had those. Right. So if, if I have them, I think I, I'm going to be the first one. Well, not the first one to admit, I'm going to admit it. I feel different if I have it as if I don't have it. So the Bacons I didn't have. So, but if I was like Faraz who has the originals, I, I think he got a couple of pairs of the new ones anyway. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably, he probably doesn't <laughs> mind anyway, but a couple I, I, at minimum. <laughs> yeah. I could see where it comes from though, that you don't want the, you don't want well, to be tarnished. It does depreciate it. Maybe not monetarily, but in your head right so so the thing is john and this is kind of going to your point and i agree with you wholeheartedly is and this is where i'm definitely probably going to come off like an asshole <laughs> when someone sees you on the street and cannot differentiate like working in a shoe store for so long i can walk by someone and eyeball and i can be like okay that guy's a size xyz right or yeah. someone that doesn't know i think the newer generation this is going to make me date my age, but they won't know the difference between the original and not the original because it's not a carbon copy. If you were to compare the, the original Atmos from 07 to the re-release one that got in, uh, that was in that Jordan pack, the gray is different. Do you know what I mean? And like, there's things that maybe I'm just too meticulous to, or like I'm able to know those kind of things, but it takes away the, not the value. I don't know the, the word I'm looking for. It, it takes a, I grew up in an era or we all grew up in, up in an era where everyone's like, Oh shit. Like, where'd you get those? Do you know what I mean? Or like, Oh man, I've been looking for those forever. And, and nowadays it's, it's almost like, Oh yeah. Don't like, I remember who told me I was talking to somebody from, I wanted, I was talking. Yeah, actually I was talking to someone from Nike. I was like, uh, Oh no, no, no. I don't know who, Actually, I think it may have been Lowe's, Big Ups Lowe's. And I was going to, he was, and going back to the Bacons, uh, actually, ironically, because uh, I was also looking for Bacons, like the original ones. And was it Bacons or was it like the Curries? It was, I, I forget what it was, but Lowe's mentioned to me, he was like, because he had to, he had to move and he had to basically declutter a lot of his stuff. So he had like a garage sale in his apartment. And I think he mentioned to me, he's like, oh, like, don't. There's some people from Nike there, but anyways, long story short, he ended up saying, uh, or someone brought it up like, oh, these are going to be retro. Like, and not, not to say like, don't buy it off of me, but just so you know, these are going to get retro soon. And I was like, oh, really? And then I think it was Lois, it was somebody else, but I think it takes away from the whole sort of like, oh, where did you get those? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, the whole shock value. And, and I think that's what I think a lot of us, grew up with right like if i saw someone wearing like i don't know like uh original like before like jordan started the retro shit like like money if i saw people in retros or not even retros like original shoes i'd be like oh shit like yo like that's crazy that you still have those or like yeah do you have another pair where'd you get them right and so like that off factor i think is what makes me sort of bitter when people that have the originals and things get sort of uh, reissued. No, I, you're right. I'm kind of the opposite way. I mean, okay. I have the originals and then I end up buying like doubles of the, of the new ones just to kind of compare them. Right. I totally get the whole the thinking behind like, you know, if my pair is not special anymore, but I mean like kind of like the thing, same thing with Jordan is like, they change them just enough to piss off the people that want them the way the original was. And then they change them enough to satisfy the people that have the original. So 
Sometimes they do that with Air Max. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's by accident, like with the Bacons, with the quality issues, the Atmos, with the different kind of elephant print, mm-hmm. thicker elephant print printing. You know, it's, it's yeah. deeper and, and you know not as good. Or like the Safari furry toe box. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the furry toe box that pissed off a lot of people. That's why I kind of did get them. I saw people shaving them in the store. I'm like, why did you bring an electric razor and shave off the fur of the toe box? I totally get it. But I mean, like the power walls, like, thank God my three pairs. I wanted to complete the pack. I inspected it. And, you know, all my pairs didn't crack. So I was a lucky one. I saw lots of other people that, you know, had shitty pairs. You know, that sucks. I think the, the animal, the animal ones with the the black toe box instead of the white toe box, right? Yeah. Like they switched that up. I know a lot of people were pissed off. They wanted the white, right? Because it's not like the original. But yeah, no. I mean, to Sean's point, for sure, you want to be that guy that has the original, and then all of a sudden you see everybody with bacon's now, and you're not that guy anymore. And not that you know, not that we really give a shit about being you know the only person with it, because there's going to be hundreds of other people with it too. But you know, when you had it. You know, you were a collector and then now all of a sudden it's it almost just feels like people can kind of just step into your world at the blink of an eye because Nike's just bringing more into the game. And, you know, they, they weren't there when we were there. And it almost just feels like they just kind of got it now because it's available again. Yeah. Right. I think even part of that, too, for me is that, like, I, I understand the part about the originals. I'm, I'm younger where I don't remember the originals. So for me, it's like and I, I'm a little leery about specifically with air maxes buying original pairs because they're just i don't want them to crumble i don't want the air bubble to burst so i would rather get a newer retro but on the other hand of that i'm now getting to the age where i remember when the lebron eights came out the first time i remember when the lebron nines came out the first time so now i'm getting to that point where with certain basketball shoes i'm like they changed it they changed it they changed it so i I completely feel you, Sean. Like, I, I feel the, the, like the whole, it's not the original. It's not like, it's, it's not, it's not how it originally was. And I'm, I'm starting to get to that place too, but specifically with Air Maxes, I tend to swing kind of a little more towards the retro. Yeah, for sure. And and you know what, and also like things like, you know, the shape and stuff too, like John mentioned, you know, when we asked him about his favorite Air Max, you know, he specifically went to a year because, you know, there's things like with, toe box shapes and the you know the firmness of that toe box and yeah that's something that drives me nuts too with that air max one is that those anniversary pairs you get that dent and no matter how you try to wear it and how you put your foot or whatever like in a picture that dent is going to show up and it kind of infuriates me a little bit because you know it's not like the original even though they've got the shape down but something else is wrong with it you know like you can never satisfy everything unless you actually have the original and even when you do have the original you can't even wear it anymore unless you swap it and then at that point you're you're still using you know parts of a new shoe to make your old shoe wearable again right you could always count on quality control issues to make the retros not the same (laughs) yeah for sure that's that's definitely a good point and you know i think that's something that we all complain about too is that you know now that there's such a popularity in sneakers the production levels are obviously higher stock levels are obviously higher too but at that you know with that being the case then you're going to have more quality issues or that's i mean that's a theory i guess right like a lot of people might argue that you know all these other other, other brands are doing the same amount of products and their qualities you know way better than nike so why can't they do the same thing but i mean when you mass produce anything i just feel like there are a lot of more opportunities for 
things to fall through the cracks or yeah they do it in bad ways though so i mean if you take for instance reebok and their iverson brand they took out all the technology yeah the quality is built on the uppers but they skimp on the technologies adidas done the same they do it in different ways that nike does where you know nike might stay with the technology you know albeit smaller air bubbles but i mean they kind of stick with the technology and in all fairness, you know, the collabs, sometimes they do right. Those, those bacons, those, aside from the quality control issues, I was really impressed with the materials. Oh, yeah. Uh, these concepts pairs, I got the first one. It's ridiculous, the materials. Uh, that's a collab, so it's, it's a little different than the GRs, but it's not always, it's not always bad. It's just, you know. It's a hit and miss. It up. Yeah, and sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's not, right? Yeah. Uh, one retro that I was super impressed was the Air Max 1 Curry's. I don't know about anyone else, but those shoes, I was very impressed with the quality that I got, at least in my pair. I thought it was bang on. I, I wish I bought like four of them or five of them, but I mean. Yeah, I wish um, I bought the other colors, the, the curry, like the different yeah. color curry. Like, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Good. The red. Yeah. They were all the same one. quality I found. They were all good. Yeah, the toes yeah, are on that. Firmer on uh, that no toe bend. My son's yeah, wearing exactly. his pair now. I sold mine foolishly, but I'm jealous. I'm looking at them. They're like, they're crispy and that suede or whatever it really yeah. is, is is nice yeah that actually that that's a that was a good example sean because i remember looking for an og pair of the the curries and that's you know one of those pairs that definitely needed a swap or when i saw pairs used pairs you know you can see the cloudiness of the bubble so i knew it wouldn't hold up much longer but when i knew hair dryer hair dryer <laughs> yeah. yeah well <laughs> it won't last that long though but yeah. uh you know uh, I know when they when this they coming from them. someone that doesn't have hair, and <laughs> I, 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 I use the hair dryer at the gym, and I'm like, anyway, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I know when those retro, I I entered raffles, and one of the wins that I got was uh, was from End, who like whoever wins from End, like that's almost just like a a false entry, but when I won right. on End, I just felt like man, how many pairs do they actually have of this if I'm actually winning on End, or nobody wants these, and I think that was it was more the latter case, like. They were sitting. I, I remember seeing love them. Love that, right? And, exactly, and and I love the fact that you know Pata's like you know these, some of these Air Max now that you can get this this concepts. Not that the concepts are exciting, but you can get them at relatively decent prices now. But I, I love when they made more than than the demand, right? So you were able to get pairs, and then to John's point, like the quality was just super crispy on that curry pair, and I I, I actually just rocked those the other day. And I just was looking at them thinking like, man, how come they don't make all retros like this? And, you know, was, I didn't own the originals. I did see them, you know, in hand, but I never compared them side to side, side by side. But, you know, just the quality that swayed and, you know, how they did it was, it, like you said, it was bang on, Sean. There was that mystery about whether it was a collab. You remember some brand, some stores Atmos. were labeling it Atmos and some weren't, yes. right? But yep. yeah. Atmos really didn't do anything, I don't think. It was just kind of weird. So maybe that had something to do with the quality. Who knows? Yeah, super weird. And and, and they, they came out in, in kid sizes too. Did you, John, did you say your son has one? Yeah, he's got a six, so I don't think that counts. But, oh, okay. Yeah. No, but they do have toddler pairs though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a toddler pair for my son. I have to find it. I think I think I gave it to a cousin, so I'm hoping it comes back for my my um my Paul, so you're, yeah, yeah, you got a you got a you got a, another one. I track it down. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember I wanted to get that uh, toddler one for my son when I got my pair. I'm like, oh, they came out with toddler ones. I want to get that one too. And then at the time they were you know, just retail was like 90 bucks Canadian or something. And I think, ah, whatever, I'll just get it later. Nobody wants these anyways. And then I look at the prices now. I don't know if you looked at the prices on StockX or anything for that toddler pair. I tried to double back on I it. Want to. <laughs> and it, it, it went up, surprisingly. The toddler pair was, it, it went up. So 
Trev, I don't know what your thoughts are. Like, let's hear your thoughts on just like retroing just these grail pairs and sought after pairs. I'm okay with it because yeah, you know, you're as, the as young can, guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the young guy here. Yeah, so I'm the young guy here, so I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, there's pairs that I would not be comfortable buying just because of their age for an original pair. So for me, I'm always okay with retros. And I know when we have Rich on here, he preaches older stuff, quality, quality, quality. And I get all that. I see all that. I see all the comparisons with the banana boat toe and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's the age for me, right? Yeah. Like it's just the, it's just the age for me. So I, I love that they're retroing these grails. Cause for me, like I've always loved the bacons, but I, I wouldn't have gone out and got a pair because it was expensive to get. And it would have been on its last legs to get it right. So yeah. the value proposition of paying, I've got five, six, 700 bucks for a pair of shoes. It's going to fall apart basically pretty soon after you get them just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me, but like getting the, the new pair, like, you know, despite I got a good pair from soul savvy for free last year, I won them. So I was super happy with that, but I've worn my pair a ton of times. I think it's such a versatile shoe and I'm, I'm happy to have that pair. Right. I wouldn't get to wear it as much had I bought an original pair. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I just want to go ahead. I just want to, sorry, Trevor. I just wanted to add, it's not that I have anything against retros. I would sound like an asshole and be lying to you. If I told you I didn't have any retros, it's just some certain pairs. I wish they didn't, I guess, retro, or if they were to retro it, I just want Nike to bring it justice. Do you know what I mean? So uh, like I said about the whole power wall thing, I was like, okay, sick. Like that's a retro. I I, I would buy. Am I kind of bitter that? Because I was afraid that they're going to release the entire Powerwall line. That's what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. But when they retroed those Air Max One mm-hmm. Powerwalls, yeah, the Lemonade Pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the green pair. I think I don't. Someone, I forgot who shipped it. But when I heard that they had cracking issues, it was super deflating. In my personal opinion, if you're going to do something justice, then do it justice. Do you know what I mean? There's a particular reason why you chose this particular shoe over a GR colorway or wherever the case is. They did that for the collectors. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. particularly for the collectors, but you're also going to know that if you're catering to just those collectors, know that those collectors are going to be really finicky, right? Like with regards to quality, this, that, this, that. So, I mean, if you're going to come correct, come correct. Don't kind of like sidestep and kind of, you know, so I, I guess uh, nothing against retros. I have retros and I totally agree with Trev uh, when it comes to age. You have to think longevity, right? Anything man-made or anything with an air unit. I know this is Air Max Day and this may sound sacrilegious, but I mean, it will crumble at one point, right? It It's something that it's inevitable, right? So wear your pairs, everyone. Uh, don't keep them. I mean, you're talking to someone that used to buy like three pairs um, and then rock one, stock one, and then like flip one X amount of years later. Right. So definitely wear your pairs. That's how I kind of slimmed down in my, in my <laughs> sort of collection, but I still amass a shitload of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? I, I can't even count more than the three that we discussed just in terms of like maybe even the, the bacons, the Atmos and the curries that, those I think were probably the closest to the OGs in terms of just the look and stuff. And then there's a bunch of other retros that we mentioned, like the Animal and uh, Safaris and, you know, things like that, and the, the Power Walls. And they just had something that was different, like Nike switched it up, whether it was on purpose or whatever, to satisfy the collectors or just to make it different enough that whatever the case was. Like, I feel like there's more 
pairs that are different than their ones that are closer to the original. And that seems like it's on purpose. Like it has to be on purpose if that's the case. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely with Trev. I'm definitely with, you know, I'm okay with retros. And I like the fact that they change it because it satisfies the fact that, you know, people that have the OGs, they know that they have something that's still different from what everyone else has, right? I guess that's where you can kind of be like the devil's advocate, right? Like going back to what Pete says, like, you have the originals that you can literally compare the two side by side, right? And you can say you're probably only one of those very few people that are that have that ability, right? To compare and contrast and give mm-hmm. kind of your take on, okay, like Nike kind of chanced on this and, and didn't really do it justice over here. And it could have looked a bit different. So I almost sound hypocritical of what I just said previous, but I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like a love-hate relationship between me and Nike. So yeah. Well, I mean, retros is one thing too, but now they're introducing new silhouettes. So I remember Air Max Zero when that came out, right? right? That was, hmm, I can't even, I can't remember the year. So if anybody. 2016, 2000, no, 2017. No, before that, 14. I think it was the next year after that first year. It might have been 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, Max Zero. Yeah. So like when they introduced that, I thought that was pretty cool that they started doing stuff like that, right? Like. You know, we've had, we've seen the 97s, we've seen 95s, we grew up with, you know, 94s, uh, BWs, like whatever it was, you know, we've been there, we've done that, we've seen it all. We still love them. Like Sean said, you know, they're, they're just running out of ideas. So it was nice to see them come up with something new, like an Air Max Zero. And then, you know, they came up with like a, a Vapor, like remember when the Vapor Maxes came out, uh, the year that the Atmos and the Anniversaries and the Masters dropped, like they were saying, oh, we're going to have another new silhouette. And then it was the Vapor Max. And I feel like it was kind of a love-hate, like some people loved it, but it was like this, just basically yep. the midsole was an entire air bubble. Oh, they look uh, great. They're, just, they're so terrible to wear. Uh, oh, it, God. it was hard to wear. <laughs> I just have to say, they felt like a cleat wearing. Like I felt like I was wearing a cleat when I yeah, had I, it. I wore mine over like so many times, just hoping they, oh, they'll break in. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thought process was, if we're going to go air, let's go like entire midsole okay. air. And when you saw that, you were thinking, man, I'm going to be walking on clouds. Like this is going to be like, this is going to crush boost. And it was definitely the opposite of that. Anyone that owns a Vapormax. But aside from that, like, I think the point was that they introduced a new silhouette and that was not something that we saw from Air Maxes for a long time. Like I think from when like 360s came out, right? I think that was maybe like the last new Air Max that came out before the, the Zero. So you know, do you guys think uh, Nike's properly utilized the opportunity of Air Max Day and like the celebration of that to introduce new models? Like, should there be more, do you think? Um, maybe there shouldn't have been at all. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? I don't even remember the last year, last year's one. I forget what it's called. I mean, there was like a green and orange. I think it was 2090. Was it 2090? Oh, Something. Was, was that one yeah. of those? Yeah, 2090, I think it's the right one. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, they still, do. they still do the yearly, you know, I got my wife for the 2021s. She put them on and, you know, didn't like them. I mean, I thought they looked cool, you know, because they have that like really exposed kind of like a 360 bubble inside. But I mean, my last favorite, probably like numbered Air Max are probably the 2009 and they just do iterations off of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, they're not really celebrated, the, the yearly Air Max, but now like, you know, Air Max Day, they don't kind of celebrate those. There's just like a something that ends up, you know, up at the outlets or something. Right. You know, they produce, yeah. you know, them. But it's like these special pairs, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing this year. Maybe like, you know, just a celebration of Air Max 1s. We'll see. This year is definitely Air Max 1. Yeah. yeah. 
funny you mentioned your wife because I end up getting my wife those pairs that they release every year. And I think yeah, they're like the guinea pigs. Like, is it good? <laughs> or they, get, they get up at the outlet, like you say, or they're the kind of shoes that I think are more appeal to the mainstream. You know, the 270, I think, was really, really successful, both for heads and uh, like, you know, the mainstream. I think maybe they use us to get the hot releases, those limited ones, you know. It'll be like a 270 infrared or whatever. I don't remember, but uh, you know, or like a, a pre day they came out with the lime, maybe the first pre day. That's the pre day. Yes, yes. And, and, and then we'll get the excitement and you know, we'll all get the oh, you know, W. Oh, yeah, I got this pair. Yeah, I really <laughs> special. Yeah. And realize, oh, yeah, it's going to outlets. And then, and then everyone else will get it. So I, I think maybe popularity of Air Max, you know, like everyone. You know, now everyone knows what an air bubble is. It's not a stranger. And, you know, our partners and our kids are wearing them and stuff. And it's kind of like, kind of like an opportunity to make, to make it, make something. I don't know if they could convince us. I mean, some of, I, I like some of the new models. I don't think I have any, but some of them are visually appealing, but I think it's, it's tougher to get us onto those new models and, and maybe just use us to build a little hype. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, how about you? And do you yeah. want to model or do you want to get the, you know, padders? I mean, the padders are amazing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say when you mentioned 360s, I, I was laughing to myself because I've only had one pair of 360s. Nike actually gifted it to me after I filmed my thing for school. And let's put it this way. You want to talk about sick collabs. You want to talk about 360s. Let's talk about one time only pack. Okay, so unions. I remember mm. I was at livestock. I shot that. I was taking photos and whatever. And uh, I remember seeing. I was never a fan of three sixties because you're talking to someone that was used to seeing smaller air units. I was like, what the what the fuck is this? This is like so much air. Like it's almost like I can't take it. You know what I mean? There's so too like, much. There's yeah, too there's much. too much air here, right? And so I was like, oh my god, I don't know. What this and to be entirely honest, I wasn't necessarily a fan. I actually donated those 360s to Salvation Army maybe four hours ago. But the, the air unit was was shot. Uh, when that air unit goes, it's not even like replaceable. So you're talking that, about the you're talking about it's, it's like the 97 upper with the 360 on the bottom, like that 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 you know the window so, unit. Yeah, so the the three sixty like clerks pack. No, no. So we, well, one time only. Yeah, yeah. So the one time only pack. So when the three sixties came out, I remember that was Nike's big push, and then they had like uh, the one time only pack, which was in and around I want to say the same time, and part of that pack was Foot Patrol. I think was there. Union was there with their iteration of that particular shoe. <laughs> Who else? Uh, you'll find uh, Kashima Antlers in the 360. So I remember it was like a live event at Goodfoot. I don't know if I said last. Like, yeah, it was a live event at, at Goodfoot. And it was a huge, like, thing. And But, yeah, it was uh, the 360s is one of those things where it was just too much air for me to handle. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I, maybe I still haven't been able to handle it. That's why I haven't worn them uh, yeah. that often. But, yeah, I remember uh, when those 360s came out. I think when it comes to... And don't get me wrong, Nike's always pushing that envelope. Always, always. Love it or hate it. Like they may not gear cater to us. They may not cater to the mom and pop or the generational gap between us and like whoever the thing is. At this point, like I said, they they print money. You know what I mean? Like they're not losing anything at that point. If it sells, it sells. If it if it doesn't, it doesn't. Obviously, they know the market 
way better. They're able to sort of project what is going to sell and they obviously know those like 290s are not going to necessarily appeal to us per se. But when those 270s came out, I was thinking, okay, like I love my 180s. When Nike gifted me the 270s, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I was kind of putting myself in, I was expecting that, but the protruding the air like, bubble of that. Yeah, it was kind of like, it kind of like yeah, popped it, out at the back a little bit, like how the shape of like a Yeezy 350 or something. Right. It, it was almost, there's, two units that I can tell you that where the unit kind of like protrudes like that. One is the burst and another I would say is I want to say a 95. If you look at the bubble on the 95 at the back, it mm-hmm. older ones, the older the air unit, the more the gas will, I guess, expand, I guess, but I always see it as like, it's, yeah, kind it's of more, up. it's kind of yeah, bulbous at the back. Yeah, they yeah, actually exactly. have the PSI like you know labeled on the on twenty-five. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-threes exactly. do so. that too. They protrude like the burst. Oh, ninety-threes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, ninety-threes also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, three sixty was. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the too much air thing because that's kind of what I felt about that, and then also like the vapor max too. Like, I I, I grew up looking at like up tempos and you know like yeah. you know, Barclays and Sicker. things and thinking like. Yeah, for sure. Like when you saw those and just all the bunch of different little bear bubbles on the bottom, you know, to me, that was, I thought that was amazing. Just that was a lot of air, but for me, it wasn't too much. But when that one came out, it was almost kind of like a entire, the whole thing was an air bubble that kind of threw me off a little bit, the kind of same way you felt like it was almost just like it was one big ass air bubble, as opposed to like maybe five or six different little air bubbles at the bottom, which kind of like, to me, that, that was sick, you know? You know what I would, I would say is one of the most underrated air units in Nike's lineage. They use it specifically for different sports, uh, more or less ball shoes, uh, some of the running shoes. But I remember, I forget, I don't know. I think it was like, it was a ball shoot for sure. And I can't think of it at the top of my head. But Zoom, I want to see like an Air Max, like, or like something get retro in a Zoom. Like imagine a 360 like upper mm-hmm. with like, when you look at a Zoom uh, unit and you squish the the unit, the fibers bend. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I would love to see that. So, well, like, I mean, a, like a cage zoom kind of thing, like to kind of protect. Yeah, like a cage. Not even a, even a cage zoom. Like, I'm not a hater of the '97s. I maybe have a few pairs, but given like the length of the unit, I want to say they showed up in a LeBron pair. And correct me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. No, you're right. Um, you're right. Am I? Yeah. So there. Well, you can see the little the little. I forget which model it was, but. Yes, there was a LeBron was, where you can see. It was yeah. one of the, like... Uh, tens. Uh, uh, the Tens, yeah. Tens, yes, it was a Tens. Yeah, if I saw that, like, <laughs> oh, sort of same units on, like, a 97 upper, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, take my Give money, me. you know what I mean? Just, like, take my money. Like, don't even... I'm not even gonna... Yeah. I thought those were pretty cool, too. Like, the, the fibers in that, in that unit, like you mentioned. It was different. It was different than what you would see in, like, an Air Max 1 or an Air Max 97 or even, like, a like a tuned or something like that. Like, those were just right, bubble. Right. Like, you know how you can – when you look at an Air Max bubble, like an Air Max 1 or something, they're, like, circles, right? They were, like yeah. – you looked at it and there were, like, circles in there. But then when you look at that LeBron, like, the 10 or that Zoom unit, yeah, like, when oh, Trev's showing right there, exactly – 
it was like, yeah, they were almost like little fibers or something, or like you call it like like little spikes. You know what? The more subtle the detail is, the better. So I remember, and this is where I'm going to veer off a track, but I remember <laughs> when Air Max ones, the air units, yeah, they were smaller, but they would, I call them window treatments. So some pairs would have around the unit, not the actual air unit, but the, what encapsulated it or whatever the case is on the mid, the inner part would be painted. So mm, little okay. subtle details like that. And I know, I hope, I don't want to say like someone's going to like, like listen to this and all of a sudden all these kids are going to start painting the inner window. But I mean, little subtle details like that mean a lot, right? So I had a pair of wing and waffles. I didn't, they were my employee shoes. I wrecked them or not. I ended up creasing them and I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get another pair from work. And then they ended up selling out. I, I didn't get another pair. I gave it to a shoemaker when I got back into the game. His last name was Shoemaker. I'm thinking like, okay, this old German guy is going to be able to bring the shoe justice. Yeah. I told him just to repaint the mid. The guy, he didn't repaint the mid. He repainted the mud guard. Oh, God. <laughs> so then I, yeah. they call me up. They're like, oh, yeah, like we cut your keys and you can pick up the, you can pick up your shoes. The <laughs> old man puts the shoes on the counter and the guy goes to me. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like $60. And I was like, whose are these? He's like, oh, they're your shoes. I was like, no they're not he's like he's like yeah no no no. you told me to do this and i was like i respect my elders i always grew up that way the german dude's son was in the back and he's like oh is there a problem i was like no there's no problem here but i'm not paying for this i'm like whatever you did do the opposite they were about to call security on me when i was at the mall I was like your last name's shoemaker and I don't know. Anyways, but, <laughs> yeah, you, um, you were but, obviously upset. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, living, living. I st- I had to give that to somebody else, to my homie uh, Mikey. Big ups, Mikey. And uh, but yeah, no, like uh, I told the guy, I was like, I'm not gonna pay for this. Whatever you did, do the opposite, and then yeah. give me a call. And then I think things got lost in translation between me and the the guy. And he's like, Oh, I thought this is what you wanted. I was like, This is not what I wanted at all. Mm-hmm. It's like. You asked for like a red Ferrari and you got like a like fluorescent pink K car. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I didn't want that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Yeah. No, yeah. I mean we've always we've all had those instances where you, you want to you know revive pairs, but back then, you know, I donated a lot of pairs because I had the tab crack on me on the back of a Jordan 3 and I just thought, okay, now this is garbage. I can't do anything with this. But you know, you got guys that are replacing tabs. But you know, yeah, unfortunately, you know, back then, you know, where you the same place that you get your keys cut are the guys that are, you know, just gluing back soles and stuff. And it, it was a lot different back then. I, I get what you're saying. But I mean, just getting back to Air Maxes, though, you know, we talked about saying whether or not an Air Max year is good or not by the releases. So since 2014, you know, we've seen a couple of good years, like some really good years. And then we've seen, you know, years that, you know, now we're even talking about, we don't even remember what what year was what because it was just so lackluster and i think this year is starting to have that sort of feel too so ever since the inception of air max day in 2014 everyone was excited for it. you had all these events you know and not even just in canada but mostly like around the world are you starting to see that maybe this is declining and nike's kind of just left in the hands of you know the collectors now to just sort of keep pushing it on and if it doesn't then whatever like we'll still put 326 on a shoe but you know it's up to you guys to keep this sort of holiday alive do you find it's declining or 
I don't know. I think I think it's still tough to organize events. I think, you know, Nike might be doing more if they could, if the world was sort of back to normal. You know, I was showing my son that 3D billboard. I'm not sure where it was. He was blown oh, away. One, yeah, yeah it was in, I think it was in uh, Japan. Japan, yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're, they're not doing nothing. And then we got, we got concepts. And then they're doing those uh, regional releases, right? They're doing yes, yeah. one, one in Asia, I think, one in North America. One in Europe. Where they, uh, a Europe one or whatever. So so I, I think it's there. Like, they're, they're paying attention. They're doing something. I think if we... Uh, trend the way we're going at next year we might start seeing installations and things like that and, and maybe parties and things and get back to it because as we all may have noticed <laughs> were it not for travis scott's concert you know we might have a lot more hype behind air maxes right now i think that that may i don't know may have put a, put a little damper on you know, that might have been an Air Max Day release. Uh, right. Yeah, it was and then it would have been so hype and so mainstream and every kid and reseller would, would be talking about Air Maxes instead of, you know, concepts, us talking about how we can get concepts for only $50 over retail and being happy about it and being, you know, a different kind of vibe. And so I, I think they're trying. I think in smaller communities, people are doing what they're doing, like I said before, in, in groups and meetups and things like that. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Pete, like you're you're in Philly, right, Pete? So, you know, most like all of us here are, are in Toronto, and we see how it's uh, sort of um, evolved here. You know, we used to have nothing, and then you know we started getting things. In, but in Philly, like, how is it? Airmax installations or events? Like when we were able to have events, was that a big thing? You know, where you are? I mean, not really like events, and maybe like they do something at stores. They have installations at stores. I mean, there's a lot of boutiques here. They always did the you know Airmax thing. No, no real like big parties or anything. And like, even if it was pandemic, I mean, like I, w- I was kind of invited to one that's happening in LA. They're, they're doing like the Just Max and they're like LA Airheads, you know, they're having a big event. They haven't had a big event in maybe a couple of years, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty big. They're going to do a giveaway, you know, shouts to Kevin, those guys, but. Um, big up to Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, mean, I was just talking to him last night. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like he, he's really spearheading, you know, the, you know, the real Air Max month around that region but around here i mean yeah i mean this let's like i said boutiques you know do their thing you know with their collabs i mean yeah no no real big fanfare i mean like john was saying like they're not i feel like they're not really marketing it as much you know leaving it up to you know the everyday collector or people on twitter or people on you know going on sneakers trying to get their pairs i mean it's every other day is a, a new dunk that drops but not really an air max so yeah and you know what john, john brought up a good point too in terms of just the, the whole Travis thing. Like I remember when. Yeah. Speaking of the, colored uh, Air Max bubbles, you know, that that's totally. Yeah. 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 Air Max, right. Right. So, and, and I, I remember when the photos of that pair leaked and I know there was a lot of people, including myself included that were, that was like, you know, that's not an Air Max one. Like what the fuck is this? And, you know, Travis is known to, to put his twist on things, but I, my argument was like, you know, his Jordan 6, his uh, Jordan 1, you know, he stayed true to the actual like elements that made the shoe that shoe, but he kind of put his twist in it. Like he threw a pocket or whatever the fuck it was on the Jordan 6. He flipped the swoosh around on the Jordan 1. Even the React 270 or whatever they, that he had, you know, he just made it the, his brown colorway and put some iodine or whatever the fuck it was on the midsole. But it was still true to the silhouette. He just kind of put his twist on it with his browns and, and those neutral colors. But that Air Max 1, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on it, but I thought it was hideous. I th- like I just thought he changed way too much on that shoe. And John's right, though. Like, had we had that shoe, 
you know, maybe, I guess maybe the resurgence, or I don't want to call it resurgence, but just maybe the hype and the, the demand for Air Max ones and not just his would have gone through the roof around this time this year. My general thought is that had those Travis's released the way they were supposed to, Air Maxes would be huge right now. It would just be the it thing. I think there would be a lot of general release pairs that I have. Like anyone who's seen what I've been posting on Instagram the last month knows I did a big section of general release pairs. And, you know, there's some pairs that I've been considering selling that I think, you know, would just skyrocket in value. And to, to be honest, I was kind of waiting before I decided if I was going to sell them or not to see what the Travis release did for Air Max. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of waiting to see if the price just jumped on them to a point where I, I, it didn't make sense to keep those pairs anymore, especially if they were outlet pairs and didn't like, wasn't something I wore a ton. Yeah, no, definitely. So I was just going to say, I didn't want to bring this up because I don't want to say I'm still bitter about it, but to your point about like, have the Travis Scott's sort of, if those dropped and it may have like changed the trajectory of what Air Max Day is going to be or in the upcoming years or whatever the case is, you can say the same thing about the popularity of, and maybe this is me, but popularity of Air Maxes when, and I'm not a fan of this person's work, not because we share the same namesake, but when Sean Witherspoon changed it a 97 with an Air Max one mid, I remember I'm not going to mention names and if they're listening, they know exactly who they are. And when Sean Witherspoon drop those shoes i don't think a lot of the younger generation would have i don't think air max i think air maxes would have stuck with still our sort of i don't want to call it a niche sort of generation uh, per se but i think that gave the younger generation yo like there's more than just jordans there's more than and this is before the dunks whatever like fame or resurgence uh, as as kevin put it but i mean i think since that released the shoe now a lot of the younger generation is now understanding oh like there's a bit more to nike because right after that shoe drop the resurgence of vintage you know what i mean and a lot of kids consider things from two years ago vintage i mean like fuck man like i my mother's wearing (laughs) that you know what i mean like like fuck like so and i'm not knocking sean witherspoon per se but i think that sort of changed the trajectory of where we are right now. And had Travis released that, that may have sort of uh, fueled it a bit more. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like that's my personal take. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but I think before the Weatherspoons, um, Air Max Day was just for a very smaller market. Do you know what I mean? I think I don't want to say when they first released and had that first Air Max Day in 2014 or wherever the case is, it was a smaller smaller gathering. But since that particular sh- shoe launched, a lot more people have their eyes on Air Maxes now, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, maybe that was on purpose. Maybe I'm not making sense because I'm on like zero sleep right now. I'm like, <laughs> like okay, I, I don't have any espressos. I mean, you get the, what I'm saying? The, like, if the Travis's drop, I mean, it would probably make it worse than it is now. Like, you know, every kid that has the the Weatherspoons, Weatherspoons, you know, kind of gatekeeps it now. You know, they, right, they say, right. oh, you know, I have that, you know, I'm, you know, the Air Max King, the Air Max God, or G-A-W-D, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> G-A-W-D, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I got that pair, you know, I freed the panels or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I have all the hype pairs, I have all the PEs, you know, that kind of thing. Instead of the everyday, like, oh, team GR, like all, all the way. You know, I got all my pairs off out the outlet or when I had the opportunity to have swoosh, you know, or something yeah. like that. Like that. Well, even like, you know, I was, I was going to ask about, you know, retros, like what retro would you like to see next? Like, I, I know Sean's not a huge fan of this, you know, and. Well, you know, I like I, retros, don't get me wrong. No, 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 I, no, no, like I know, retros, I know, but... <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, I was going to ask about retros, but let's talk because I know Pete's like an ID guy. I know all, maybe, maybe not Sean per se, but I know John's an ID guy, but I know you guys remember when Nike had like so many, so many crazy options for IDs. And this was before my time of even buying IDs because we couldn't ship them to Canada. First off, we didn't have that option here in Canada. Pete, you know, he lives in the U.S. So he was probably had hundreds of designs in the bank and he could just pull the trigger at any point. But you, you can know, make you had, OG, you can make OG colorways back then. You can make OG colorways. Like they had elephant print, they had safari prints, like they, you know, the quality of materials, that type of thing. Would you like to see Nike, maybe instead of like a retro of like a, a biotech or some of these grails that people are kind of asking for, would you like to maybe see them come back with these OG ID options and then maybe be able to make some of those pairs? Because I know in our group chat, John posts all the time or people post all the time, the, the account Buddha kicks and a lot of them are Nike IDs and you're like, what the fuck is this pair? And then you see some of the quality and some of the colors and you're just kind of like, why don't we have that now? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking collab retros, that's one thing. But if we're talking about just, uh, you know, GRs or OG colorways, yeah, I'd love to see the blues and the reds come back. They did a good job, you know, when they brought out those and the aquas and came out with all of them. I'd love to see those more readily available to give everyone another shot. I'd love to pick up another round. But the IDs, absolutely, they've been really tight on what they're giving us for Air Max One IDs. It's been a long time. One of my favorite IDs I ever did, and I still have I still have two pairs, was the Flyknit Air Max Ones. They did IDs. I have, uh, I got my wife a pair because she couldn't find a pair in, because they came out in Navy, uh, but she couldn't find her size. So I ID'd her navies and I ID'd her royal blues. I ID'd myself royal blues. Never came out. Uh, every, mm -hmm. Everyone knows the uh, University Reds, which I love. And I have two pairs of these royal blue, which I like the blue better than the red, Flyknit Air Max ones. I also have a really nice pair of green ones. They're kind of like the Pata kind of vibes. And mm -hmm. they have really good suede, really good materials. And they're, they're just not giving us that. I was hoping they were going to give us that this year. Maybe they still will. Yeah, uh, I think maybe after the hype builds and they go to IDs, kind of like what they did with Dunk. So I'm hoping... I hope they come back. I don't even like the toe boxes that they do on, on Air Max ones now. They did a good job on, on 90s. And I also have some Pendleton Air Max ones. I, I mean, I'm an Air Max one guy. So, you know, they, they did IDs on 90s and they uh, they did they did a good selection. They did the, not the Bayou, it's the uh, expanded offerings, the, whatever they call it when they give you more. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and then they did the Pendleton, which were good. And then they did stuff like, uh, I don't go far that far back, but the um, leather, uh, will leather goods. Like I know they did collabs and IDs way, yeah. way further back than that. But yeah, nothing like that. Nothing like that's come for a while. So for me, I'd like to do the IDs. I'm, I'm happy with them. I, I don't need anything but other than the OGs. Yeah, personally, I know that I, I have a few pairs of IDs. And Kev, you're right. IDs, the US, you guys got it good. I mean, Europe didn't get it as often as I think we were all late on the whole ID market. And I remember big ups to Hung 
and I was getting a lot of slack for people's name I, I didn't post that I gave a shout out to, but big <laughs> up to Han. I remember I had an idea when Nike ID was exclusive to like basically the US market. I was thinking, I was like, this is going to work in Canada if we were to have sort of an outlet to kind of do that. So I was thinking about opening up a cafe. My friend's dad was going to front us the cash. And then Hung was like, you know what? Like, this is when sneaker shops in Toronto were closing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Goodfoot just closed. That whole monopoly mm-hmm. kind of collapsed. God rest your soul. Uh, Matt, I mean, no disrespect to him, but long story short was I always appreciated IDs. And I think US got it back in like 06, 07, something like that. And when it came in like the felt baggy, like we never got that, right? And and things of that nature. And it was one of those things I was always envious of the US market for having. But I wanted to sort of open up a cafe, test pilot, and have that sort of licensing with Nike. Like, you know what? Like, I'm going to open a cafe, have a bunch of computer terminals where people can sort of ID their shoe exclusive to this cafe and all kind of pilot the entire thing. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be my investment. I'm just going to need access to your sort of portal kind of thing, right? Yeah. Kind of like a version of like a 21 Mercer. Like that kind of like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Right. So like 21 Mercer or like, uh, what was it? 255 Elizabeth, something like that, where you can walk in and just kind of do your thing. And then I'll like deliver it over here kind of thing. Right. So mm. it was one of those things. And I was always envious because I had all these like sort of, and I, I want to say this with regards to a lot of us being collectors and, and sorts, I want to say the majority of us are, I don't know what side of the brain, but we're, we're very sort of creative minded. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we like obscure sort of colorway sometimes, or like some people like earth tones or whatever the case is. And to sort of individualize yourself uh, on the street where people are still going to be like, oh, where did you get those? People mm-hmm. say like, oh, like I, I kind of created it. Yeah, I, I designed it, yeah. Exactly, right? And so like to John's point uh, and to your point, and even to uh, Pete's point, with regards to the palettes, I did a few Air Max ones. I'll be entirely honest, and maybe this is because it's not mass produced, the quality, and I guess is bang, this is what you pay for, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, the quality on these IDs were like literally bang on, like no so pen marks. Yeah, like nothing like no sort of defect of sorts, no excess of glue, things of that nature. So I think they pay a little bit more attention because you're individualizing it. I guess mm-hmm. that's the ID part, right? So. Um, and you you paid a little bit more for that VIP sort of access, right? So, or that bottle service. So, yeah, no, I'd like to see, well, one, I, cause I always, ever since I, it was available to us, I want to say a few years ago, I've always kept an eye on it, but yeah, the Air Max ones haven't been customizable anyway, but yeah, no, ID's like, I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, and you know, I, I joke around with Pete all the time on IG, and I, I call him the, the ID god because he always busts out pairs. And it's not just Air Maxes, but he's got, like, insane collections of Air Force One IDs, and I see some of the options that they get, get yeah, I mean, on Air Force One. I mean, it's a, almost a jealousy thing. Like, uh, yeah, I love Air, Air Force Ones too, but, I mean, like, the quality that we're getting now, the, the materials, the patent leather, the snakeskin – Put that on Air Max. I mean, yeah, right. Put on an Air Max One. Like I haven't done an Air Max ID in a long time, just because it's just like 
blah you know ever since like the flying that, that that john made like i, I totally would have done that I, I skipped it for some reason hoping for better options or pendleton or it's been years i mean it's good been a good mm-hmm. five years since i think that i you know wanted to make an air max id from what sean was saying like i'm dating myself again 2006 the yeah yeah there's there the you, you know old like beat up stash pair that i made i mean you, you just don't get that anymore i mean they were 90 dollars or i, I looked at my email like, they were 90 dollars to make you know retail and, what yeah, yeah. That's and, and and like what sean was saying like the quality was so much better than what oh, yeah. you would get in a, in a regular production pair i would rather pay like so now air max ids are what like uh 200 i think right something like that and yeah depending on the pair yeah depending on the pair like air max one like i remember the last air max one that i made i think it was like 200 canadian and yeah, special materials it, yeah right it was way special like you could put suede on the toe box and all that stuff too but then if i'm buying like a gr pair or even just like a, a clap pair it's like 180 plus tax i would rather spend the the, the extra a little bit more and, right and get that personalized pair that Sean was saying where people, you know, nobody has the pair that you have. It's a one of one now. You can, you know, put your name on the back. I mean, they have less characters now, which I think is is a little bit disappointing. You can only put three characters on the back, whereas before you could spell it like fuck you or something like that if you wanted yeah. to on what you like, you know, you know what I mean, right? Like you put more more letters on it, but I, I would like to see those options come back, you know, maybe better materials, more letters on on the back, even just different color palettes too. Like I was, I think I was talking to John recently just about, you know, how I was just disappointed with the palette that they had on the Air Max One that I just completely skipped this entire Air Max One ID because I couldn't, for the life of me, create something that I actually liked with the colors that they had. So yeah, I'd love to see them. Every time they updated, I'm like, uh, do you have a white base? Do you have, you know, white mesh with a, a light gray, you know, quarter, you know, mm-hmm. with yeah. someone? Who's making this decision? They're just doing it to mess with us. Like, they really? do us. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they do. We saw with the dunks, they came really close to letting you do. And it almost looks like maybe the outsole is like speckled because they're using that recycled material, whatever. But yeah. you can basically do a Chicago. And at first you couldn't. And you could do it. And then they give it to you. And then yeah. and the Air Max ones, it's the same thing. It's like kind of like they'll give you a little bit, they'll give you a little bit. And then, then they'll give it to you for like, and then they'll sell out. And then at least that's how it used to be. And yeah. It's like, why not just give it to us? It's, it's an ID. It rarely are they going to give you something that you could exactly copy right. an actual release? That's fine. But just give us the other colors and make it nice. And it seems seems like, I mean, we're the ones who are going to do it. It's not yeah. that 14-year-old kid who's getting a pair for his birthday. We're the ones who are going to order seven pairs. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> yeah, just going to yeah, go yeah. crazy. And, like, I don't know. It seems like a missed opportunity. The guy who's getting one pair because he wants, you know, a white, a white blazer with a black swoosh is an example, right? Is a one-off. Like it, it is, it is truly a one-off. It's, it's us who's going onto Nike ID while we're working and, you know, before bed and, you know, while we're, you know, watching a movie and like, Oh, what if I put this color here? And what if I did this here? And like, you know, we're the ones that as John said, are buying seven pairs. Cause we're like, Oh, we can do all this cool stuff. John. I mean, I'm with you, like, or even Pete, like we are, the individuals that would buy many pairs because our we're I guess creative minded and our, our wheels are always constantly turning, but we're only a selected few of a bigger pool of fish, right? So I mean, like, are they going to keep that program alive because of people like us, which only represent maybe five percent of the the buyers? I mean, obviously, it, 
what is feasible to Nike is probably not, you know what I mean? And, and just sort of, but yeah, no, I, I think to have that creative outlet available is a good way to keep it alive, right? Keep the different models alive. It, it, now you can do, uh, you can ID soccer cleats, you can ID curies, you can ID like certain like donks even, you know what I mean? I remember when, and this is where I wasn't, I was never going to jump boat and leave Nike. But uh, I remember when Nike ID came out in the States, the only thing that we had here and my friend used to jazz, as you guys know him, he ran a store on Queen Street after leaving my store. And I remember it was next to an Adidas store. And this is when Addy Color came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, like if I can't get a hold of like IDing Nikes, like this Addy Color thing is the only thing like available here. Do you know what I mean? And so having that sort of creative outlet is like I said, like Nike is one of those innovators, man. Like they bring something to the forefront and then people just follow suit. So like Adidas follows you with like Addy color. And then like, I just realized new balance. They're able to customize their issues. I just learned, you know what I mean? And so like, I think having that sort of creative outlet, even though it may represent a small sort of margin, I think it's important in keeping the, the livelihood of, that particular model alive. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. You know, it's great that we have that option. I just think that they need to do more with it. Like they did do more with it. And maybe there's a reason why they don't do it as much anymore. Maybe it's because, you know, it's only that 5% now that that is doing it. So it's there's not enough money in it. There's not enough reason to put that much effort because, you know, there's not a lot of money being pumped out from that. So I just feel like, you know, those options were there before, so it is possible. So I, I just don't, you know, I don't see why they shouldn't retro safari print options or, you know, um, elephant print options or even just certain materials and colors that we were able to get before. I'll give you an example, right? Like, I mean, so I have a pair of, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there's a black infrared pair that came out with safari prints on it, right? Or during this yeah, month. Yeah. I love that pair. I think it's sharp. You know, it's something that I would, it, it's, I think of it kind of like an ID. Right. Like it's something that if, if Safari was on an ID, it's something that I would have done because I've always liked the idea of the infrared 90 in black. Like I've always liked that idea. That's mm-hmm. something I would have played around with. But exactly your point, Kev, you don't have to give us the option to make anything Safari. But like I would love the idea of putting a Safari print on a few different Air Maxes. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what, Trev? That pair, I think I know exactly the pair that you're talking about. One, I don't know how people resell ids that's almost like buying a souped up car off somebody else that all your like sweat equity into like creating that particular thing like you just sold it off to somebody else i don't know how someone can buy someone else's ids i'm not knocking any people that do that but that air max 90 black and red i remember this is where fuck man like this is where i really wanted nike ids to come here before there was 22 mercer there was 255 elizabeth and there was a studio id pair black and red and there was some i think there was a, a bit of patent leather in there the detail and pete i don't know if you're familiar with the shoe or john if you're familiar with the shoe or if anyone's familiar with the shoe but there's a black and red studio 255 pair and the fucking details of the shoe was like in and around the time when like it, the pair wasn't laser, but it was in and around when lasering was like, like it was the first 
thing I think uh, come about, but I think that pair, I want to say almost paid homage to that. I'll send you guys the, do you guys know the shoe I'm talking about? I have no idea. No. So if you Google uh, Nike, Nike Air Max 90 studio 255. Trevor, if you look at the pair that you're talking about and then compare it to that, I want to oh, say I, I think it. there's a, a close comparison there. Yeah, I see Yo. it. No, I, I googled it. It's Yo, and it's not. It's like a. It's like an all black elephant print, like a blacked right. out elephant print with yeah, just like all infrared on the midsole, the mudguard, the swoosh, the eyelets. But if you look at the lining, like the inside lining, like the yeah, the there's fucking... like a yeah. It's almost like like the LeBron eight graffiti. It's almost kind of that look to it. But I don't think that's a laser. But yeah, it has that kind of like. Yeah, what is that? Did I patent leather too? Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, the patent leather. I want to say the mudguard. The yeah. mudguard is patent leather. I've zoomed in, and it's yeah, wow. I've, you guys would know it if you before. saw it. Yeah, but that, I mean, I remember seeing that one pair, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, and then I learned about you're able to customize shoes, and my friends in the states are like customizing shoes, and I was like, "I was like, geez, I was like, how do I get a pair of these?" You know what I mean? And yeah. like someone like Pete let's like in Philly that maybe just whatever a train ride away from New York because you weren't able to I did necessarily in Philly you're a train ride away do you know what I mean I'm maybe 10 hours away but I can't make that distance as easy as you can right so I mean it was things like that where when Trev was saying about the, that black and red pair I was like you know what the sickest black and red Air Max 90 that I can ever think of was that Studio 255 Air Max 90 pair. It was just everything from the detail to it uh, was just like literally insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I feel like Nike could almost give you those options. Like like Pete's Air Force Ones that he was making recently with the, there's corduroy option. There was patent leather options. You can change the swoosh to metallic. I think or there was options to that too. Like they could do that. And I feel like you could probably make an ID of that shoe had Nike just given us the option. Right. right. And, and then, really, and, I mean, I'm, I'm talking U.S. dollars here. I mean, but I mean, it's like a difference of like forty dollars to to do this to you know normal kind of plastically leather to get you know full grain leather, you know tumbled yeah. leather. You know, have the the choice between those the you know smooth leather, tumbled leather, corduroy, like you're saying, patent yeah. leather. You know, it, it was it was crazy. I mean, they, they they take away options as they run out of them. But I mean, yeah, give us that on other shoes. Yeah, I agree, man. It's just. I feel like I would make, I would probably make a lot of shoes if I could, if they gave us those options and just the colors too, and being able to put different colors on different parts of the shoe was just something that, you know, now is just very lackluster in terms of what's available. So I don't know, I just wanted to get you guys thoughts on that. I thought it was pretty interesting to see the differences now. And uh, just because I talked with John recently about the, you know, just waiting it out, like they're going to give us an Air Max one id option or you know revamp it because i don't even think it's on i can't sorry we keep saying id but it's called by you now right but the air max ones aren't even there you can't even pick them now right john well that's why i'm hoping i haven't i don't think they are there you're right i haven't checked in a while so i'm hoping that means something's coming yeah something's brewing right yeah um, they have 95s on there just because i was you know looking for like a, a purple airbag soul swap for my at most, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to think with what's, I mean, are, are there any Air Max releases coming of, I guess they did those 90s with the pull tab. What were they called? The, uh, 
Oh, the utility. Um, yeah, but like nothing really exciting in '90s or '95s or anything mm-hmm. that I've seen. Right? They're focusing on the Air Max One. It's anniversary. This, yeah, it's the 35th anniversary so year. So makes sense. Yeah. The well, I mean, sense. right? You know, it would be crazy because to your point, John, I think I know the 180s, and a lot of people will, won't call them necessarily Air Maxes per se. There's going to be an anniversary of that coming up, and the BWs. Mm-hmm. I would love to see us being able to like ID a BW, you know what I mean? And like yeah. even the redheaded stepchild, as Pete would say, <laughs> um, like uh, an air burst. That's a pair you don't see at yeah. all, period. Like I haven't seen something like that since like, I don't know, like early 2000s. Like I haven't seen. Yeah, since uh, like the, what, the Slim Shady ones and like the. Exactly. You know, the, the yeah, or even like the white and yellow ones or, or whatever the case is. I mean, like. You don't see them that often, right? And so there's definitely pairs of Air Maxes that, or that have air units that just don't, I guess, get that much love, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they brought back the 96s this year, the Air 96. Oh, two. true. Yeah. I mean, but they hit outlets. I mean, I, I gladly bought, you know, a few colors, but I mean, they're not really getting love. I mean, which isn't, you know, surprising. More popular pairs. Like, you know, I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, there was a rumor that the hemp's come out just because, of, you know, I, I, oh, yeah. That material and you know most of the og humps they're, they're all breaking on the toolbox anyway so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's another great pack man another yeah. like phenomenal pack yeah with the crepe sole i love that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i mean lots of great discussion in terms of just air max and and retros and air max day just the origination of it and everything but uh for me personally i think you know there's a lot of stuff that nike can still do with air max i i'm hoping that it's not, you know, it maybe has something to do with the pandemic and, you know, they're, they aren't able to do a lot of these installations and, and events like they used to, you know, like John said, they're still bringing stuff out for Air Max. So it's not that they're not thinking about it, but, you know, what would you say so far since 2014 was like your favorite Air Max memory or event since its inception? Well, the bus was cool. I got to ride the bus. That was fun. And go, go on that. <laughs> or the streetcar. Yeah, the street. That there was, was a streetcar. Yeah, I didn't win anything. I don't even think I got to. I don't. I don't even know if I got to enter. But a more community-based one was last year. We had a meetup. We met up at a, a parking lot because we yeah. didn't go inside anywhere. And uh, we started a group chat that emerged out of it. Met a lot of people from it. Uh, got a lot of help from it. People are helping each other a lot in that group chat, and you know, made friends. And so. Can't do it this weekend. I'm out of town, but uh, we're going to do it. Some people are going to do it. And so that came out of it. So shout out to Christian Flip and Laces. It was his uh, origination, I think, of starting that. Just a mm-hmm. meetup that he didn't even invite anyone to. He invited like four people and we all just, and we're coming. So uh, yeah. those, are the best, those are the best ones when uh, you don't even invite people. They just show up, right? So yeah. uh, that's definitely one for me. Dope, yeah. I'm part of that group chat, so I've seen it all progress and, and the evolution yeah. of that group chat. So it started as an Air Max Day meet. That was the name of the group chat, and now yeah. it's, it's its own entity now. But yeah, no, great memory, John. Uh, I thought that was really fun when we got in the parking lot. But yeah, the other guy, Sean, uh, Pete, anyone have anything? Uh... I like the marketing that they've done. I mean, like the, you know, kind of like showing Air Max as balloons. Like, mm. like, picture. I, th- I thought that was like, kind of like a, not iconic, but pretty cool picture. I can't even like it's been like eight years already damn i mean uh, yeah I, I did always like that kind of like bolt bottom pair and i never picked up one but i mean yeah i thought it was cool looking you know be it the the 
kind of like OG styling uh, or the, the ultra styling. Either one looked pretty sharp to me. Yeah. And, and, and if I'm not mistaken, they gave that Volt bottom uh, or the Volt midsole option on ID, right? Like, they, uh, yeah. right? So, I and, and that's something that I regret too. I wish, it, you know, I, w- I was able to, you know, just make a bunch of different pairs. Like I know they had Vapor Max 8, Air Max 1, uh, Air Max 1 Flyknit or something, but. Uh, yeah, I, thought, I think I saw somebody post, uh, they made a Varsity Blue pair. Maybe I'm mistaken though. Varsity Blue with the, the Volt midsole? Yeah, maybe I'm mistaken. Oh, yeah. okay. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But uh, you're you're right. The Like John mentioned that, that box whatever that thing in japan that they had like shit like that is like it blows my mind you know when i see stuff like that but uh sean how about you anything uh that stands out in your mind uh, for air max Dave? um like john was saying uh and like what Pete was saying and everyone i guess is, is saying i think uh having that sort of sense of solidarity right i don't want to call it like an aa meeting but i mean like <laughs> having having that sort of connection with like-minded individuals that have and share the same passion as you. I think if I caught an L and everyone in my, in my group also caught an L, we can share that same experience in that sort of sense. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is what the resale market is. And we can all kind of be all grumpy old men in that sort of sense. But with regards to Air Max day, and I think, or, or, or where I see it going in, yeah, I I was super impressed with uh, when I saw the bus and going on the bus and and sort of seeing. To be entirely honest, I was shocked and I forgot who told me whose pairs. I forgot whose shoes were actually being shown in that bus, but I was actually very impressed with what they sort of uh, curated in displaying there because us being Nike heads, we know exactly what shoes are being displayed, but to uh, newcomers to the game that are like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. People are going ooh, ah, over certain pairs. And when you start to give a particular shoe or something uh, attention, and it's almost like being in a club. And I, I grew up, my friends were all DJs. My brother was a DJ. And I used to be able to hear that DJ mix in a, a song. And I used to be like one of the first people to know the song that was coming up and mm-hmm when a certain group of people start to like sort of give attention to a particular shoe, a lot of the onlookers are like, Oh, what's this guy oohing and awing about? Do you know mm-hmm, what I mean? And mm-hmm. like when we saw cherry woods and when we saw Amsterdam, when we saw Pata, when we saw whoever curated that bus, but it was very, yeah, it was a very good. Oh, they knew. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They knew, right. They and, knew what they were doing. Yeah. And, and the newcomers were like, Oh, these people, like, they seem like they know what they're doing and they seem like they know what they're looking at. Like, what are they going and on about? Right. So like, I think Nike did an excellent job in sort of curating that kiss my air campaign. Like I was saying in uh, the last episode was also another sort of uh, great extension of the whole air max day. I think obviously the past couple of years, it's kind of been like a fucking mishmash of of shit and people are kind of waiting until like the dust settles but looking forward to the future and i can expect maybe this is me being super optimistic but like i can expect very good things in the future and we'll i guess see what uh, naked brings to the table but i don't think they're gonna necessarily disappoint i think there may have been a slight quote-unquote decline but there's certain sort of things that are playing into factor because of that. Right. But yeah. I think now they're going to kind of ramp up and kind of bring us uh, up to speed kind of. So yeah, I'm looking forward to what future Air Max days 
be like. Um, I don't think it's going to sort of lose traction or or anything like that. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of time until dust settles and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, listen, I mean, yeah, all great memories. I think I'm one of those people that uh, wants to stay optimistic too. Like I don't want to judge Air Max days based on the releases and whether or not I think that that's a good pair. Like this year we have the concepts and a lot of people are saying, you know, if it wasn't for concepts, this year would have been shit, right? But I disagree. I think there's a lot of people that like the pairs that came out. There's pairs that uh, maybe I don't necessarily like, but there's a lot of people out there that, that do like those pairs. And maybe it's also bringing in the newcomers, like Sean was saying, that you know didn't necessarily like Air Maxes before, and now they're seeing these new pairs, and maybe they like them. So, big ups to Nike for just you know keeping it alive still and continuing to release pairs because there is some thought behind it, and you know you can't please everybody. So, that's always going to be the difficult part. But I still think that there's some stuff that we can look forward to for sure. So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, and I love hearing your guys' thoughts on just sneakers in general, like I said, but in Air Maxes. You know, you guys definitely kick a lot of knowledge and I just, you know, I'm in awe and I'm in awe when I see your posts on Instagram or just, you know, when you guys talk about your collections. So it's just definitely been an honor to chat with you guys. And I appreciate you guys uh, just kicking that knowledge again with us, man. A lot of fun. Yeah. Happy, happy to be here. Yeah, it's been great. Appreciate you all jumping back on with us. Uh, lots of fun. You know, Kevin and I are big Air Max guys, so we love to geek out like this. Usually the rest of our crew is very like, oh yeah, they're geeking out about Air Maxes again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I know. Go the other guys aren't, aren't like huge Air Max guys, but they, I mean they are fans. I, I've seen them post some pairs here and there, especially you know this month. You got to break out some pairs sometimes, but yeah, of course. I'd love to have like like if someone's like not a fan of Air Max at all, or you know just wasn't exposed to it, like kind of like a focus group, like without being exposed to the hype, you know which pair they would kind of gravitate to. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, because, you know, like I see a lot of kids now, they rock or sorry, not kids, but um, there was a pair Air Max Thea, which I thought was like super popular. Right. And everyone was wearing them at one point. And that's not something that that was like a new model. And it was just nice to see that that was something that they gravitated towards. As opposed to, you know, guys like us would pick a 95, 97 Air Max 1. Like, these are stuff that we grew up on. So who's to say that, you know, in years to come, that might be the Air Max 1. Like, I mean, maybe that's a long shot. But, you know, these are the pairs that kids are growing up on. And they may look back to that and think, you know, this is what I remember Air Max to be, right? Yeah, it's a lot. A lot of people wear 270s, I see. 270s, yeah. exactly. 270 might be that pair, for sure. Yeah, 270 golf. <clears throat> golf. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, there is a golf. Mad, yeah, there is mad a Mad comfy. Yeah. yeah. 270s is one of those shoes that I like. I just love to look at. I just think it's a very good-looking shoe. Like, whenever I wear my it's dusty... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I have my dusty cactuses out, I just find myself staring at them. Hey, Joe, no, they, they, they match perfectly to the um, Eagle Super Bowl uh, championship gear, by the way. See, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Even better. <laughs> the same. Kev, Kev, oh, there Okay, you're back. Kev, I thought you left the room. Like, no. <laughs> we could have been back and not talk about the Eagles, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I was afraid that was going to happen. But yeah, no, again, like just to echo Trev, appreciate you guys jumping on. It's been awesome. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have more of these panels. And just getting you guys on has just been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been an honor being asked. Whenever anyone asks to be featured in, uh, your podcast it's uh, always an honor so thanks for having me again appreciate that kev do you want to announce the yeah so in uh you know i guess in honor of air max day 
eBay is actually going to be uh, releasing a contest that starts today. So today being Air Max day that uh, this pod releases, they're doing a contest. And essentially all you have to do is you go onto ebay.ca or .com. And if you purchase a pair of Air Maxes that are $100 or more, passes the authentication uh, guarantee process, that's your entry into a, a contest to win one of two packs of the um, Atmos Jordan packs, I guess, right? Um, but uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll have more information and details. We'll provide the links, but that's uh, eBay's contest that they're announcing. And uh, yeah, there's not much to it. If you have an Air Max that you want to buy, like now's the time to do it. It's going to be from, the contest is going to run from March 26th to the 31st. And, um, and the winners will be announced uh, after they've, uh, all the pairs have been authenticated and shipped out and everything and all the entries have been counted. But you get multiple entries. So the more shoes that you buy, the more entries that you get to win one of these two packs. So uh, shout out to eBay for uh, always continuing to provide us with, uh, you know, these contests uh, and giveaways and things like that. So looking forward to that. And uh, if you have any questions, you can always just DM us, but uh, we'll provide the link to the eBay, I guess, um, it'll just direct you to all the Air Maxes. So on the actual site, there'll be a, a link there that you can click that will bring you to all the Air Maxes that are available that are $100 or more, and then you can just pick from there. So yeah, I guess lastly, happy Air Max Day to everybody out there that's celebrating. And if you're not, you know, <laughs> I don't know, just <laughs> start <laughs> celebrating. Yeah, start it's Air Max Day. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing about this contest is that I should go and buy those Air Max One heavies that I've been looking at within this time frame. That would be the time to do it for sure. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I mean, twenty to thirty dollars over retail or something. Yeah, yeah. but you know yeah. what? I know the guys in the states don't have to worry about this, but this is just me. eBay doesn't quite like me, but either way, don't charge us import fees because I hope I hope they don't charge like import fees because Canadians yeah. I know like. Well, we have the option now of selecting Canadian sellers. So if you if you go on there, you can actually narrow down your search to only be in Canada. And when that's when it, when you're buying from that the seller that's in Canada, then you're not paying the duties, right? Um, no, I know, doing... but I, me personally, like I don't buy like generally. I usually buy overseas, yeah, uh, yeah. more or less. So like I always get hit with like crazy duty and import fees and things of that <laughs> nature. But uh, Mad love for 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 eBay, uh, not knocking them, but it's a great initiative. And uh, shout outs to to Josh, uh, big brother Josh there. Yeah, awesome <clears throat> guys. Thank you for joining us. Before I just do our outro, I just want to mention that all three of that, all three of the guys that we have on here have been on previous episodes before. So if you want to go back, Sean was on episode seventy one. So if you're listening to this one, you, good chance you probably listened to his last week or the week before that. John was episode 17 and Pete was episode 27. So if you guys want to go back and take a look at their episodes, definitely go back and, and have a listen. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. I am Trevor Fernandez and you can find me on Instagram at Trusky63. Kev, where can they find you? Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. John, where can they find you? Ed's ain't ready and Sneaker Dads. John also has his own podcast. If you aren't listening to that, make sure you check out the Sneaker Dads podcast. He's had a ton of dope guests, Sean actually being one of them who has been on that podcast as well. So make sure you check them out. Sean, where can they find you? Uncle Sean Sneakers. Uh, Sean spelled the right way, S-E-A-N, and then Sneakers, S-N-K-R-S. Yeah, at Instagram.
<laughs> and I love I love Sean's felt the right way. That's <laughs> that's a great for the outro. Uh, and Pete, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, Instagram to PDDom23. Guys, thank you so much for doing Thanks, this. Paul. Everyone, have a happy Air Max day. Stay safe and be well. We'll see you all next week.